stop looking at me. Don't. I got it. I'm just leaning in so that I can actually talk into the mic. Fuck. <sighs> Are you ready? Are you? <laughs> Hey everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners, your favorite full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series, starting with book one of Game of Thrones. As always, I am your co-host, Zach. Sitting here next to me is my brother, Nate. Hey, yo. And we're going to get all Game of thrones up in your face or your ears, I guess. He's been practicing his voices for DMing in our D&D group. They're getting good. They're all right. That anyway, one wasn't one of your best, but it'll work, If I you suppose. joined us last week, there was a bug on the table, and it was an immediate necessity for me to do that. Oh, well. If you joined us last week, we were reading John, I don't remember what number, five? John 5, 6. six. Five. I was five. right the first time. John 5. Chapter 41. Chapter 41. And for the most part, John was being angsty. John was lovely. And He was a good friend using his mind and wisdom. And then at the end, Even if he, he showed his mind teenage. and wisdom and helped to uh, convince Maester Eamon to pass Sam through so that Sam could become hey, his personal steward. I dreamed I was old. In the, that was horrible, in the, just the, the memory, not your impression. Well, I mean, it wasn't spot on, but. Dang. In the off time, we have gotten some correspondence from our favorite Not-So-Silent Sisters who do not detest us after Whew. our difference Dodged of opinions. In fact, they said that they loved it, and so we are appreciative of that. And... Anyway, they gave us uh, congratulations as we will be appearing ooh, ooh, on ooh. London Radio, uh, which we're pretty excited about. Yeah, we're in working the UK. out details and stuff, and so that's coming soon, yeah, though, very soon. We will definitely have some dates and be able to give you guys more information as we get it, but as of right now, we're just kind of in the, the foundation so thank you process. very much. But we, we appreciate, appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. We're super excited to be on London Airways. And the accompanying meme... Oh, absolutely. Uh, I always appreciate a good Always Sunny meme. And so, anyway, uh, as far as John, they... They gave us some induction. I really like their their first point that they make, though, which is when... uh, And this uh, this email that we got here was from Brandy. So, Brandy says that the first time I read these books was back in 2011, which was quite a bit ago. And she says she remembers hating Alistair Thorne. Alistair Thorne. Reading this eight years later, I actually rather like him. Of course, he's an ass, but I would be too if I was responsible for training all these obnoxious teenage green boys. Not teenage. Obnoxious green boys. You can really see that the teenager attitude and fuck, it's insufferable. John is so much like Arya in in this (laughs) chapter. That's stupid. Both so stubborn and insolent. And so, yeah, they gave us their inductees. Yeah. So about Alistair Thorne, I think that just goes to, once again, show how, and they, which we'll get to the other part of their email at the end of the episode because it's regarding today's chapter, but the way, how good of an, a writer Martin is, is that even his characters that are assholes, they're terrible people, Joffrey and fucking the shit Cersei pulls, there's just these terrible people, but... They're great characters. Yeah. You love to hate them, and you can even empathize with them because, yeah, you, he's a pissed-off guy who is not happy with the current king down in King's Landing. He's up at the wall because of it, and so he has to get stuck training all these dumbasses and these criminals all the time. I'd be a miserable fuck, too. Yeah, he, I, Tyrion does also know that 
Alistair Thorne isn't much of shit of anything, so... I mean, I think the guy's just kind of overall miserable. Yeah, and yeah. He knows it. But anyway, they're inductees for John 5. Uh, Uncept of Brandy inducts Maester Eamon for two reasons. One, he reminds me of Dumbledore, and who doesn't love Albus? Woo-hoo. Which, abso-fucking-lutely, that wizened old yeah. looking right into your soul. Yeah. Eamon especially, even though he's blind. Uh-huh. He's got that. He's piercing right through you. Mostly, however, the passage of him saying he often spends half the night with ghosts is very haunting. Of course, we don't yet know who he really is, but that line sets the mood of his character and his life. I really like that George R.R. R. Martin makes him blind. It's like he lives in an inescapable darkness of his memories, which is just such a fucking He's almost sentence. like a non-magical three-eyed raven. Yeah. And he's very... With just the history he's lived yeah, through exactly. and his significance. Mm-hmm. I would love to read more about his time at the Wall with the one and only Brendan Rivers, one of my favorite characters in the A Song of Speaking Ice and up. Fire world, which... I'm right there with you, Brandy. Brennan Rivers is, I would name him probably in my top three all-time uh, favorite characters. And she also says, oh, and R.I.P. Uh, Peter Vaughn. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> and Onsepta Afton. Yes, Onsepta is going to go against what she normally does and will invite the chapter's point of view to the sisterhood, the one and only Jon Snow. <laughs> yes, he's an angsty teenager in these early chapters, but he still shows signs of wisdom that takes Aemon aback. His eloquence and reasoning for Sam becoming a man of the Night's Watch probably solidifies him in Aemon's view as a potential future leader of the Night's Watch. See, she put it much better than you did. You know, whatever. With Thanks that, for your help. I can deal I with I appreciate how well-worded you placed it, and that way you finally convinced Zach a little bit to at least deal with the angst of the chapter. So, those were, uh, that was our recap of John 5. Those were the not so uh, silent sisters thoughts and inductees on john chapter five uh, john's five fifth but this week i can't fucking talk you john's fifth can. chapter thank you for sending those in they also had some thoughts on this week's chapter which we will get to in due time this week Tyrion six Tyrion six which last we left Tyrion, uh it wasn't his chapter but we saw the Cat- combat through catelyn's eyes trial by combat where Bronn basically led sir vardis on a wild goose chase tiring him out until he was able to one get his sword broken, which is just that that I think shocked me the most. Now is that sword made by Tobomont? Supposedly it was made in King's Landing, and that's kinda of what I'm thinking. Because I, I know expected that, better craftsmanship. I know John Aaron went and visited him, but Lysa Aaron had this sword made for him. So it actually just struck the tip of my penis like lightning real quick. Do you think she said the sword was intended for John? Was it intended to break? Do you think? Yo, like and, if like, he was going to have fight like, and get was, him struck down yeah, as pretty, another means of. I mean, granted, how many sto- swords? It would really depend on how many swords can just deliver a blow to a marble statue like that and not. Snap. True, but I, I don't. I, it just but, it yeah, felt very it, odd and yeah, like, it was very pointed. shocking that yeah. his sword broke like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe that was another one of Liza's sort of sort of like uh, the not so, the night less than so silent sisters made the Harry Potter reference i will too with draco when he's trying to poison kill dumbledore and he does yeah, like the, the, the poison ooh, yeah. amulet the, and the, the bottle, the of, bottle wine of wine he's the, just got yeah. all these backup plans maybe mm-hmm. liza did too but anyway we open this chapter where Tyrion and bron are currently taking shelter on the side of the, the high road off the high road and Tyrion is gathering dead wood for a fire while well, the horses drink from the stream nearby and uh, so Tyrion essentially is asking because he knows dick all about how to start a fire. His men always did it for him. 
And Bronn laughs at him, basically saying, "You are you so hungry to die? A fire is going to draw everyone to us in a matter of moments. And so he, he tells him that I intend to survive this journey. So the way we're going to do that is by traveling hard and fast to get out of the mountains as ASAP. As quick as possible, get to the river. Rivers. Travel at night, hole up during the day, avoid the road where possible, make no noise, light no fires. We're going to... Ah, this thing. Tyrion says that's a wonderful plan, but he intends to live. Mm. And Bronn laughs at this, thinking, you know, you're you're going to outlive me, dwarf. And Tyrion basically lays out that riding the horses to death isn't going to help them any. He doesn't want to be all sore and tired. He, they're already watching. Riding that. hard and fast at night is a pretty easy way to, to take fall, a fall down, down the, the mountain, mountain yeah. and die. And so, yeah, he and he says that if their mounts die up here, if they ride them too hard, they're fucked. Yeah. That's the only way out for them. So he says, if truth be told, the clans are probably going to find us regardless of what we do. They're all around us. This is their land. So Tyrion, basically talking about the fire. Tyrion's down for a fire. And, and so Bronn says, then we're dead men, Lannister. And Tyrion says... Which is why I'd rather die comfortably with a warm, warm by a fire, my belly full. And so he asks Bron, "Do you think you could scrounge up some game? Maybe go hunt a little something, something, roast over the fire." So Bron says he can find me, and then Bron gets dark, yeah, and yeah. gives Tyrion this really dark look and says, "I should leave you here with your fool's fire, yeah. uh, with your horse." I'd have twice the chance to make it. And what would you do then, dwarf? I'd die. Die, most likely. Like, you know. I mean. And he's like, you don't think I'll do it? You don't think I'll do it? You don't think and I will? You think I'll do it right I'll now. Watch it. me. I'll Watch do it, me. Bro. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And Tyrion is basically like, he, he breaks down the whole reason that, that he's there. You do, you do it in an instant. Yeah. He's, like, you didn't hesitate to and we learned that it was Bronn who put chicken out of his mis- yeah. misery and I actually flipped back through because it's in a it's in an off scene fight that chicken dies yeah, we right. see the very first fight and he survives it and then when we have Catelyn's next chapter and they're getting is, the escort she thinks of it we don't learn that it was from an from, arrow to the yeah. belly but yeah chicken took an arrow to the belly and Bronn Essentially thinking that he was going, his moaning was going to drop him by the hair. Yeah, shanked him in the throat, right right under the ear. Yeah, did his dirk right in mercilessly, and so Bronn says that he he was good as dead. But afterward, he had told Catelyn that Chicken just died of his arrow to the belly wound, and so yeah, Bronn sort of defending himself says, yeah, he was good as dead, and his moaning was going to attract them, and he was no friend, only a man I rode with. Make no mistake, I fought for you. But I do not love you. So Bron is basically saying, "Yeah, I'm here to work. I'm a sellsword. I, I ain't here to make friends." He's that guy in the in the work office that's like, "Yeah, yeah I ain't, I ain't here to be a friend. I'm here to do my job. I'm here to do my job. Don't talk to me." Uh, Bron's Bron's all about that money. But Tyrion is. Uh... T- I mean, Tyrion's on it. Your it was your blade yeah, I needed, well, that's not it. your yeah, love. Exactly. And oh, Bron Bron laughs and 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 says that you 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 <laughs> you're bold as a sellsword, but. He asks how Tyrion knew Bronn would step up. How did you know? Yeah, I'm that's gonna... Tyrion laughs at him. Knew. I took a dice roll and rolled with that. I I had seen, you know, I had a fairly decent idea. And during all this, he's trying to make a fire. He had borrowed yeah. the flint from, 
from Braun there. Well, he yeah, because he, he breaks it down and says, you and Shigen helped take me captive at the end, but not for lord or duty or honor like all the other fools. You would hope Lady Catelyn would reward you, mayhaps even take you into her service. And then this is, yeah, he asks if Braun has a flint, and Braun tosses him one, and he goes on saying, but you didn't know the Starks. Lord Eddard is proud, honorable, and honest, and his lady wife is worse. She would have paid you a coin or two for your services, surely, pressed it into your hand with a look of distaste. But you're too much of a scumbag. To but be you're allowed. too much scum. Starks look for courage, loyalty, and honor in the men that they have serving them, and you and Chigan are nothing but lowborn scum. And, I mean. Bronn almost pretends to be offended by that. Yeah. But. He's like, you know, did I, what, really? You are, though. Like, come on. Who are you kidding? But you're not stupid, he says, that at the Eerie, you saw Lady Catelyn had no more need for you. But I did, and Lannisters never lack for gold. So when the moment came, I counted on you being smart enough to know where your best interests lay, and happily, happily for me, you did. And so... There you go. That's Tyrion's pretty much Stone Cold logic. Was yeah, it mean, wasn't a known fact? It was a chance he took, which we knew this as he, ooh, excuse me, as he was doing it. But so Bronn finally gets fed up with Tyrion trying to start the fire, and he jumps in and lights it almost immediately. To which Tyrion is, says, "See, and you're dead useful to have yeah. around. Like with a sword in your hand, you almost match Jamie. So he asks him, "What is it you want, Bronn? Gold, land, women?" Keep me alive and you'll have it. And Bronn asks him, and what happens if you die? And Tyrion says, then I'll have at least one mourner whose grief is sincere. The gold ends when I do. And so, yeah, they come to this agreement. Yeah. Bronn stands and agrees, saying, then my sword is yours then, but don't expect me to bend the knee and lord you every time you take a shit. I'm no man's toady. And so Tyrion, you know, Tyrion expects that from right. Bronn. That's, that's but he, he also mentions, you know, the it's and it's a is that where he says, you know, if anybody offers to pay you more, remember I'll match it. Yeah, yeah. I like living because Bronn says I'm no man's toady, and Tyrion replies, "You're also no man's friend," and so I know you will turn on me in a heartbeat should it be in your best interests. But yeah, remember, I will always pay more. Than what the assassin, the cutthroat, whatever is willing to pay you to do it. So, yeah, I'm a fan of life. And so Tyrion then asks if Bronn thinks he could, you know, go find them some dinner because he's hungry. Yeah. And so it says about an hour later, Bronn comes back. Uh, Bronn is back, and there's a goat turning over the fire, and camp is set. The horses are good. Everything's chill. And so <clears throat> they, uh, Bronn is sharpening his sword. And he's saying that he'll take the first watch, even though it may be kinder to both Bronn and Tyrion to just let the clansmen kill them in their sleep. But Tyrion thinks that the clansmen will be there yeah. far far before sleep comes. And he looks at the goat, thinking probably that the smell of the cooking meat is going to attract yeah. them. Which... And Bronn points out that he seems to think, Tyrion, you have a plan. Mm. And Tyrion mentions it's more of a hope. It's not not as thought out, you know, but um, I'm rolling with something. Uh, Bronn's not thrilled that he's gambling with their lives, though, yeah. with that. And he he mentions Tyrion giving the, the sack of gold to Mord. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we learned that Tyrion actually did. He, that's when we get the one of the first, a Lannister always pays his debts, and we learned that even Mord was shocked when Tyrion had tossed him the purse. Tyrion kept the silver, but gave the promised gold. Yes. And it was way more than Mord could ever hope to earn as a turnkey. And so then he invited Mord to Casterly Let Rock. But on this reread, where we've had the the post, and we've discussed it a lot, about Tyrion possibly being the villain, he invites Mord to Casterly Rock to get the rest of what he owes him. Yeah, oh, that, yeah. He would have him killed, Oh, right? he would torture like, him. Oh, well, that's that it, because he's saying, like, if you ever feel you don't longer wish to serve Lysa... Come on over to Castle Rock. And I, I'll give you. In earlier re- he, reads, I always took it as like he'll he'll give him more just gold to spite Lysa. Yeah. Like he would give him a, a job, job, a simple job. No, but, but yeah, I definitely. But yeah, no, come to Castle Rock, you yeah. dumb fool, and you'll well, get the yeah, rest of what like, I owe you. Yeah, and because he had said he he he's. I think that's when we got another Lannister pays his debts. Was in the previous Tyrion chapter yeah. when he was getting kicked and beaten by Mord. He says, "I'll." I'll kill you, yeah, you fucker. Yeah. And he says, I always pay my so debts. Yeah, I'll that, remember. I, that, I guess I never picked up on yeah. the reads. Well, because didn't it up. even mention that he said smiling at him? Like, yeah, that's... Fuck, that's yeah. good. So, Bronn asks Tyrion what he will do if they actually do reach the trident. And Tyrion says, well, a whore, a feather bed, and a flagon of wine to start. And then probably on to Casterly Rock or to King's Landing. I have some questions concerning a certain dagger yeah. that need answering. And so Bronn says, oh, so you did tell it true. It wasn't your blade. And Tyrion smiles at him <laughs> and says, do I look like a liar? And I fucking love that. But they begin to settle in. Tyrion's trying to get some sleep. And he uh, says that their friends are taking their time. And so he begins whistling to... He's just being sort of obnoxious yeah. and announcing their presence, trying not to be threatening at all. And it says that the, as he's looking around, the knight leads him to, reminds him, doodly, 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 of no other story. <laughs> and the girl he first betted for his first time well, ever. Yeah, because he was whistling a certain tune and asked if Bronn knew about that song. Mm. And Bronn says, you know, he, he recognizes it from inns or taverns or something. So Tyrion tells him the name of the song. And that it's a very sweet but sad song. Yeah. And that he, the girl that he first bedded, used to sing it to him. So, as we're full spoiler reread, we know this is the story of Taisha. This is the story Taisha of Taisha. Taisha is one of the biggest foundation blocks of Tyrion's character development, is this story here. So, we learned that she essentially, Jamie and Tyrion were out near Lannisport, and she came running out of the woods with two men following her yelling curses and threats and her clothes were all torn so jamie chased off the rapers while Tyrion took her to the nearest inn and fed her Tyrion was 13 at the time and they just had a splendid fucking day yeah and the wine it says that the wine went to his head and he was super nervous but they ended up sharing a bed and afterward she kissed him and sang her little song and by morning he was in love and so Tyrion is sort of quiet for a minute and then admits to Bronn that he, he married her. I ended up marrying her. And Bronn laughs, sort of, and says, how did you manage that, the son of yeah, Tywin? Lord. And he says, a few lies, 50 pieces of silver, and a drunken septon. And for a fortnight, we I got her a cottage because obviously it wasn't safe to take her. Yeah, and we played man and, and wife. We played man and wife. And then the septon sobered and confessed all to my father, and that was the end of my marriage. And Bronn asks, he sent the girl away. And Tyrion gives the best part of the story, I guess. Yeah, the... He says, better than that. First he had Jamie tell me the truth. The girl was a whore, you see. 
Jamie had arranged the whole thing, all of it, the riders, the rapers, the road. He thought it was time I had a woman, and he paid double for a maiden, knowing it was my first time. After Jamie's confession, Lord Tywin brought my wife in and gave her to his guards. They paid her fare, a silver piece for each man. What? Uh, how many whores command that sort of price? And he says that, like, it's, you can just tell yeah, as he's saying it how acid much this, like, hurts him. And he says, he sat me down and bade me watch. And by the end, she had so much silver, the coins slipped through her hands and were rolling on the floor. And it says the smoke was stinging his eyes, so he turns away at this point. Lord Tywin had me go last. He gave me a gold point coin to pay her with because I'm a Lannister and worth more. And so Bronn is back to sharpening his sword at this point, and he says now, that... this you, line from him, yeah. that from Bronn, do you think that, that that hints at his past? He says he would have killed the man, through, whether he was 3, 13, or 30. He would have killed the man that made him, that tried to make him do that. What Tyrion... Or well, I think did. he was saying the amount of men, whether it was 3 men, 13, or 30, the amount of well, men oh, that okay. fucked his well, wife, yeah. essentially... Um, but no, I think it, it it's just sort of painting Bron where like he that's his re- that's his gut response is he's just gonna you know kill his way out. It's okay. I wasn't sure. Yeah, maybe, I don't because like, he's mentioning because that's what I. If anything, thought. I think there's more to infer here slightly because. Well, just thinking that maybe he had a wife that he lost or something. Yeah, and yeah. That's, that he's saying you know whether it was three, I'd have killed the man. I that think if anything, Bronn is just really hearing the pain in Tyrion's voice, you know, and the smoke stinging his eyes. I, I think it's you know partially smoke, partially Tyrion's yeah, getting yeah. teary eyed. And Tyrion turns to face him when he says that and says, you may get the chance one day. Remember what I told you, Bronn. A Lannister always pays his debts. Which, again, full spoiler, as we know, Tyrion kills his father. Bronn doesn't get the chance. Tyrion does it, and he does kill the man that did that to him. He pays his debt. Yeah. And so Tyrion says that he's going to try to sleep, and Bronn should wake him if they're about to die. And Tyrion does sleep, and he dreams of the Sky Cell. Yeah. And in it... He is the gaoler, not the prisoner, and he is big with a leather strap in his hand, and he is hitting his father, driving so, him back toward the uh, abyss. Have you seen the Avengers where Thor has his new, where Peter Dinklage is in there? Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought of when he said big, because he's a giant dwarf in, in the yeah, Avengers. Yeah. And so I was like, I just picture him with the leather strap hitting Tywin in the sky cell. <laughs> So that's that's where I'm I always at. think of Rick and Morty, the interdimensional cable episode, really yeah, yeah, quick yeah. when they're flipping through. Oh, There's yeah. a version of Game of Thrones where Tyrion's big and everyone else is really mm-hmm. little, and it just makes me lol. But I mean, clearly that's very just Freudian. You know, mm-hmm. he's the the torture his father did, yeah, the sky exactly, cell recently. Yeah. That dream is pretty pretty straightforward, but he suddenly awakened by Bronn giving a low and urgent Tyrion. And I really like that. I and like he's the, the mood up. that's set right yeah, there. Just, yeah, yeah. He was Tyrion. woken immediately by the low, urgent warning. Tyrion. The and fire was burning low. Yeah, just to embers. embers. And shadows are creeping in all around them. So Bronn has his dirk and his sword in one yeah. hand, and Tyrion stays him with a hand, and he kind of loudly and proclaims, said, Come, share our fire. It's cold. You're welcome to some of our goats. And, and the reply back is, our mountain, our goat. 
Yeah, that from the trees. And so Tyrion immediately agrees. Your goat. Yep. Yes. Yep. This is your goat. Who are you? Who with whom am I speaking? Who are you? And we get the wonderful introduction. Yeah. Uh, when you go to meet your gods, tell them that Gunthor, son of Gurn of the Stone Crows, sent you. And so out steps a thin man with a horned helmet and a long knife. And then, not to be outdone, the original voice that said, Our mountain, our goat. Shaga, son of Dolph. And he's just this... Fu- he's he's the mountain. And massive and slow and strong, he seemed. All in skins, with a club in his right hand and an axe in his left. Just clonking them fuckers yeah. together. Others start time. calling out their names, but Tyrion really isn't paying attention. He says uh, there were ten, at least. Yeah, he, he got Khan and Torik and Jagat. And that's and so it. I love this because this just shows the the adaptability of Tyrion, and I've always loved yeah. this scene. I am Tyrion, son of Tywin, yes, of that's, Clan I Lannister of the Rock, uh, Lions of the Rock. Like he, he changes that it, it, you know to their stuff, something they can understand. Yeah, Norman. And Clayton. so he mentions that some of them had knives and spears and other pitchforks and shit. oh yeah, they're all armed in one way or another. But and he says we'll pay for the goat we ate, and I like fucking brilliant like yeah. well we'll pay for the property of yours and like, so the one that he remembers being called gunthor who he's assuming is the chief just yeah. the way he's acting and stepping forward asked Tyrion, like what do you have Tyrion of son of tywin and i like that he refers to him as yeah there is son sil- of tywin there is silver in my purse this hallberk should fit con quite nicely it's too big for me and this battle act is way too unwieldy for me but would shoot Shaga far better than that wood axe that he carries. And so Khan points out that all of it is ours anyway. And Gunthor says, Khan speaks right. Your steel, your... Yeah, basically, everything. We, we can kill you right yeah, now. It's already ours. Everything is We've ours. Won. So you have nothing to give but your life. How would you like to die, Tyrion, son of Tywin? This is where we get, and the show took it as well, but... One of Tyrion's best lines. The original and best delivery, because it's here for the clansmen, and especially Shaga, who we'll see, loves it. But it's also so truly Tyrion. It's so, exactly, and that's what I think is so endearing with Shaga, is that he's a sick fuck, too. And so when Tyrion is saying this, he's like, ah. Mm. He's like like, a southern Tormund. I really like the way that Tyrion twists this, too, because I think he's basically just saying, you know, how would you like how would you like it if I killed you? Like, haha, like how would you like that? Instead, Tyrion's taking it as how would you like like what's your exactly. ideal way to like, die? You, yeah, right. And so Tyrion answers, in my own bed, with a belly full of wine and a maiden's mouth around my cock at the age of eighty. And Shaga <laughs> begins to start laughing. laughing and Gunthor commands his men, uh, well, you know, do it. So kill Bron, take the little to, one, and he yeah. can entertain the mothers and milk the goats. And so Bronn immediately jumps to his up. feet and just says, who dies first? It's like, oh, Tyrion, no, 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 no. And he says, hear me, Gunthor, son of Gurn. My house is rich and powerful. If you see us through the mountains, my lord father will shower you with gold and riches. And so there's some talk among the clansmen, and Gunthor eventually settles that gold is worthless. To yeah, yeah, yeah. Gold is as worthless as a half man's promises. And so Tyrion 
Yeah, he just yeah you know, right here like they could have at any point just shanked him in the throat, but he calls them cowards. Yeah, he says, "How many times do you hide behind the rocks as the knights of the Vale ride past you?" Yeah, and yo, they do not like. That yeah, no, one some bit. one of them jabs at him a little bit, and he he even shits on their weapons. Are these the best weapons you can steal? My father's smiths shit better steal. And so Shaga starts roaring, and we get it for the first time, and it won't be the last, that he will cut off Tyrion's manhood and feed it to the goats. Feed it to the goats. And he offers to do that to quite a lot of people in this series, but Gunthor raises a hand and says, no, I would hear him. Because now he's talking some bold statements. The mothers are hungry, and steel fills more mouths than gold. What will you give us for your lives, Tyrion, son of Tywin? Swords? Lances? Mail? And Tyrion says, all that and more. Gunthor, son of Gurn, I will give you the Vale of Arryn. Oh, and that's where the chapter ends. So, that's a pretty bold promise. promise. That's a pretty hardcore promise. But, with what he just went through with Lysa Arryn, I'm pretty sure he's planning on killing oh, absolutely. every single person that's at in the, the Vale right yeah. now. Yeah. So, I actually, I really like it. I almost, like... Of all the storylines that, I don't know if they get forgotten, but, like, the Klansmen getting the veil would be something fucking wild. It'd be pretty crazy. Like, because I know uh, Tywin ends up sort of paying off the debt and giving, arming them and yeah, sending them the, off once Tywin, uh, exactly. Tyrion gets fucked up at the Battle of Blackwater. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm surprised that Gunthor or Shaga don't call on this Vale of Aaron. I want the Vale of Aaron but, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Anyway, I thought it was a great chapter. It's a lot of Tyrion Braun relationship yeah, building. Yeah, yeah. And just how sort of in tune they are. They understand what the other person is. Yep. And Braun knows Tyrion's a pampered little shit who is used to getting his way. But Braun also knows that Tyrion's extremely rich, toes the moral line, and usually tends to back up the shit he says. And right, right. Tyrion sees a very valuable sword ally and well, yeah, kind of hired... Exactly. Hired anything, He's really. Like, a hired friend. like at this, Yeah, <laughs> at this point, whatever Tyrion really needs, Bronn can... So, do you have up. an inductee? I do... Actually, I'll just say it right now, we uh, the Nassau Silent Sisters got some inductees as well for this chapter, and mine was stolen. So, I'm gonna... I'm gonna change mine up i think dang and uh i didn't read their inductees for this chapter oh you haven't yet i don't like to read them until after we've recorded Uh, yeah so maybe give yours first okay so um i didn't know you were gonna turn it on (laughs) i'll give mine two uh i'm gonna give it to Tyrion because he his the the quick wittedness you know not used just to be a smart ass but to to like you said change that that tone from being Tyrion Lannister you know to Tyrion son of Tywin mm. Lannister you know and all that shit he's so um, adaptable but that and him being so bold to call them cowards and to sure, faces. point out their flaws to the point where he talked them into at least listening. Mm. And it's the same thing he did to Bronn way back in that chapter. Or not even just Bronn, but all the men. When he made the joke about sleeping with Catelyn. I'm down, I'm game if she is. Yeah. And they all laughed. And he says, I was in. Yeah. Right there. When he said, when Gunthor says, wait, he's in. Yeah. And so that's all he needed for this. Um, 
Did you think of one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that one was good. I like that. I love Tyrion so much. My inductee this chapter is going to Lord Tywin Lannister for just his overall pre- how much presence he has in Tyrion's his first physical appearances in a dream first couple chapters it's not even the physical just is the as many times as he's talked about the power and influence even for a first time reader at this point you he's understand imposing. that Tywin is a fucking player he's, he, yeah he's doing some shit. and so i'm super excited for his actual introduction but yeah, yeah no wonderful. just the amount of times he's getting referenced with ned stark and all the shit in king's landing and then here with Tyrion all the time Tyrion is wondering and to, how tywin's and responding he's the father of cersei jamie and Tyrion. yeah like fuck. so yeah i'm giving mine to tywin I'll, i'm sure i'll do it again but it was uh, so. I really like before much... we get into the Not So Silent Sisters uh, email, there, I did also get a message on Twitter that I wanted to bring up, and so that was from at Goblin Queen, where the O is a zero instead of an O, and she she's only uh, back on episode for Cat Four, which is a ways back right now, but she's making her way through. Excellent. She just let us know that she's enjoying the podcast, which I said thanks, Sweet. you know, because that's awesome. But she's, first of all, she's from Italy. Hey. Fucking, what up, Italy? Hello. Like, we didn't even know there were people listening in Italy. I so did that's not fucking know that. Yeah, that shit. is awesome. Um, and she's also a big fan, and I thought I'd mention it, especially since we're recording this chapter, uh, that the Tyrion is a Targaryen theory. Oh, um, yeah. Is that something you subscribe to? Do you think I... that's a... I do and not, but I really, I really, 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 really like the all the evidence for it uh, with Ares and yeah, Joanna. Uh, and, and that's she specifically pointed out how closely the timelines really do work. Yeah, out for yeah, everything. definitely. And yeah, with the raping of jo- Joanna and um, the the hatred T- Tywin feels towards Tyrion, but because he still has that one, because in the books he's got the two different eyes. Yeah. You know, he's got that aspect of Joanna. Yeah. And so he also sees the Lannister part of him, and it drives him fucking... I just, I, 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 I like the all the evidence there is for it. I just don't subscribe to it, because... I'm not a fan of sort of everybody's a secret Targaryen. Um, I know in the yeah. books we do have the dragon must have three heads. So there, but between there, John... could, there could potentially be three riders, but we've also got Fagon. Right, I was going to say between John, Fagon, Danny. Yeah. You know, we've got uh, plenty of Targaryens. You I feel still like think Tyrion is a Blackfire. So... I, I feel like Tyrion just has a much larger role to play in the, the Lannister legacy other than just killing his Absolutely. father. And so I. I really like Tyrion as this this beacon sort of in the Lannister family of. But what if he is the one to to make it collapse? Well, then and that's, that's that even bigger better. part yeah, role as well, it. playing the villain where he he's absolutely destroyed house, house Lannister, which is a, yeah. a disgusting house anyway at this point. But I do absolutely see the evidence for it. I understand. Yeah, I don't... I'm a big fan of the theory. Mm. I don't actually subscribe to it and think he is, and I don't. Uh, Sorry, I read it a while ago and don't have it in front of me. I don't think that the uh, Goblin Queen also thinks he actually may be, but I forget she may think that. And, you know, to each his own. I don't personally think that he will turn out to be a Targaryen. 
but I love the theory. It's a lot of fun, and I, I'm the biggest sucker for any theory is, and that one has a lot of good evidence. No, so. that one, if that one ends up being true, I won't be upset by it. No, and that one exactly. would probably shock me a well, lot. Well, because like. it makes so much sense, but it just, it seems too far-fetched to quite be something within the scope yeah i just feel like Tyrion is sort of on this different trajectory where the targaryen lineage obviously is important but i think for targaryen lineage we've got that wrapped up in the Jon snow and danny and the fagon story so but i'm okay with whatever happens there again it's a cool theory i definitely get it at goblin queen thank you so much for for messaging me um get us some inductees in the future we'll we'd love to hear them when you're caught up or if you know you have some past ones that you just feel you need to get off your chest let us know anyway i think we know you're ready for some not yeah so the silent not sisters. so silent sisters uh Wonderful. gave us some thoughts on this chapter uh brandy said that she really loves this chapter mostly because of the taisha story that tell brand Br- Tyrion tells Bronn. It's one of the few times we see the real Tyrion, and it's pretty awesome how early in the series we hear this story and the impact that it'll have later in the books with Where Do the Whores Go, mm-hmm, obviously. Mm-hmm. It's truly heartbreaking, and isn't it remarkable how events like this stay with you for the rest of your life? Again, just a reminder of how incredible George R. R. Martin's writing is. The consequence of love is a great running theme throughout the book. Again, Jon Snow and Grit, Yeah. All that. Lyanna and mm-hmm. Rhaegar. Um and love crossed that when I was reading certain parts, you know, a lot with the uh, Bronn and Tyrion, how Bronn does not love him. And yeah, there was a lot like it was also on my mind when, when I was reading through this chapter, actually, the love theme. And she says that this also sets the tone for the type of man that Tywin Lannister is. And let's be honest, after Tywin dies, Westeros lost the greatest leader of ages. True. And damn, Tyrion already talking about killing Tywin. We get arguably one of the top five greatest Tyrion lines in this chapter as well. In my own bed with a belly full of wine and a maiden's mouth around my cock at the age of 80. And so, we've got their inductees. Uncept of Brandy invites the ever-entertaining Shaga, son of Dolph. Yeah! Who doesn't love that dude? He's fucking hilarious. Little boy man, you mock my axe (laughs) after I chop off your manhood and feed it to the goats. Just hysterical. And then we've got... I've got, uh, Uncept, uh... So, since Unsepta Brandy keeps stealing her inductees, Unsepta Afton will one-up her and invite the general leaders of the clans of the Vale. Even though they are different clans and some hate each other more than LSU fans hate Bama fans, they still work together when there are strangers in their neck of the woods. They also show that they can, for the most part, put aside their differences for the benefit of the mountains of the Vale. Yeah, they're a little more civilized wildlings, I, I think. Yeah, like, absolutely. You know, where they can band together for the common good of let's root these motherfuckers yeah, out of purely, our mountain. This is, this is our, our land. Yeah, and, our and Honestly, I think that's what they, they really are. And actually, there's also the northern clansmen, um, which are our, minor our. houses that their uh, Stannis goes and recruits a bunch of them later on. Yeah. Um, and I think it's similar to those, but these ones are much more wildling-esque. Where and these ones don't have dope. Hope snowshoes. Truth. Um, but anyway. I think that's a great one, bringing yeah. the whole clan of them, because they all do, you know, we, other than Shaga and, and uh, fucking other one, Dolph. Gunthor? Gunthor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dolph. Dolph. Gunthor. Other than those two, we don't know the other clan leaders right now, and but they are there, and they all are, like she said, representing that. So, real quick, we're not huge sports fans, so hopefully somebody out there got your LSU and Bama 
reference because hey i like the word bama bama <laughs> i'm gonna say bama <laughs> a lot uh and anyway afton i feel you on the uh theft of your inductees because <laughs> holy <laughs> shit but anyway you go first most of the time thank you so much for writing in we always appreciate hearing from the not so silence if you would like us to read out your inductees as they say at the end of oh, every yeah. email all men must die but we are not men thank you for writing in if you would like to have something read out as well on an episode, you can get a hold of us at one of many social media. Starting links. with our Gmail, without manners brotherhood at gmail.com. We have Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. We are on Instagram at Brotherhood Without. Zach is on Twitter at what Carstark ninety two. Yeah, and then I am on the man at Manners Without Twitter, which is the Brotherhood's page. And we're also on Spotify, 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 Apple Podcasts. Rate and reviews. Leave those. We love reading those as well. Otherwise, we're on basically wherever you may want to listen to a podcast. At. So. Yeah, this was a really good chapter. Next week we're reading at our uh, fucking. I've got it right 12, here. Twelve, I believe. Give me eleven, I believe. Eleven, is correct. Not twelve. Eleven. It's gonna be edited eleven, eleven, and it's going to be splendid. He's filling in for the king, and he's we're delivering some justice. Lord Beric Dondarrion. Ooh, here we go. So we're gonna get some uh, interesting Ned rulings, and welcome to Judge Judy. Okay. Dun, 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 dun. No, that's the People's Court theme. Whatever. I'm mixing you know. up my judge shows. You need to figure your shit out. I hate it. Don't you dare tell me to figure it out. It's IHOP who needs to figure it, fi- it out. IHOP does need to figure anyway, it out. Anyway, thank you guys for listening. We hope you will read along with us. Send us in your stuff for Net 11 or any of the following F- chapters yeah. after that. We're getting almost... Almost to the end almost of the first the book, end. everybody. Yeah, we're, we're almost we're heading excited. towards the next book. Then we get to be in a But anyway, that's it for us. Valor we're out this bitch. Harris. Peace. What's up, everybody? It's Nate here from Brotherhood Without Manners. I'm just going to sneak in and tell you really quick about this sweet app called PodCoin. If you listen to podcasts at all, especially Brotherhood Without Manners, all you have to do is download this app, download our podcast, put in the code BROTHERHOOD, and you will get 300 coins. And you can spend those coins on all sorts of cool stuff, gift cards, donating to charity, whatever. So give it a try. Let us know if you like it. We really enjoy using it for our podcast listening. You can get free stuff, so why not take advantage of something you already do?